Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 people. Welcome back. This is the Comfortable Unknown Radio Experience. Of course, I am your gracious and lovely host and curator, Shantika Latrice. Now, this particular episode, you've already heard pieces of it. So um, this is just a continuation because there is always a need for a part two. Okay? All right. And just like the title says, retrograde is always a step back. So, um, let's dive in to it. Christopher Crockett wrote in astronomyessentialsforearthsky.org, Retrograde motion is Jupiter or Mars or Saturn in our sky is an illusion caused by Earth's passing the slower moving outer planets But there is a real retrograde motion, too. He says, too, with T-O-O, meaning also. So, that retrograde motion, astronomers use the term to refer to occasional backwards motion of planets as seen in Earth's sky. When used in this way, Retro motion, retrograde motion is entirely an illusion caused by the moving Earth passing the outer planets in their orbits. Meanwhile, real retrograde motions of a planet's spin on its axis of moons orbiting planets and even of planets in distant solar systems are signs of long forgotten collisions and captures. Now, because what is a planet? A planet is merely a collection of debris from other collisions in space, moons, stars that have combusted and collected over time to form a planet. But that's a whole nother episode. We're not talking about that right now. Real retrograde motion is one of the clues that astronomers use to piece together the history of our solar system and the systems of other planets in our galaxy. Typically, the planets shift slightly eastward from night to night drifting slowly against the backdrop of stars. From time to time, however, they change directions for a few months. They'll head west before turning back around and resuming their easterly course. Their westward motion is called retrograde motion by astronomers. Though it baffled ancient stargazers, we know now that retrograde motion is an illusion caused by the motion of Earth and these planets around the sun. So, Mercury in retrograde causes less problems than perhaps a planet that tilts its axis vis-a-vis Venus, Jupiter, Neptune, Mars, Saturn. All planets that have partial visibility of our star sun. So let's jump back into where I was about to lose it. Welcome back. I am Shantika Latrice, and of course, you've wandered into the unknown, the comfortable, 
and assault on your expectations of what an audio experience should be, we are the comfortable unknown, the unexpected designed to tickle your sensories into a space of discomfort. Please, please buckle up as you dive with me. So the last episode, I stepped into how once someone shows you who they are, believe them. And because I felt my temperature gauge increasing, I ended the episode by asking you to check your energy and to be aware of what is happening for you within your own cipher of influence. And then I signed off. So we were talking about retrogrades, motion of the planets, which is astronomy and retrograde season effects on the human race, which is astrology. Now, I like how Christopher Crockett, whom, by the way, has a PhD in astronomy from the University of California, but um, he's been he's known for deciding that he liked to talk and teach about astronomy more so than he liked being an astronomer. Um, you can find articles um, about Christopher um, from Christopher Crockett on earthsky.org and other um, astronomy online journals. He has quite a few articles that I've read over um, this course of two years. Now, I first found Crockett's articles last year while making the decision to study astronomy uh, academically. Um, he wrote that the illusion of retrograde and a real retrograde given a simple distinction that within the discourse of astronomy, there are some that feel even the real is illusion of moving, but made note that as I stated in my last episode, that the earth moving is what gives us the illusion part and that other planets that tilts on their axis gives us the real retrograde. Like, um, I remember a couple of months ago, was it a couple of months ago? Maybe not even a couple of months ago. When I say a couple of months ago, it maybe was nine months ago. Um, you can actually read this article. I'm going to drop the link in my comment section. But um, it was talking about Venus. Um, Venus being um, Venus kind of sort of eclipsing itself. Or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that. So um, I'm gonna I'm come back to that. But but if you want to read more from Mr. Crockett or um, want to read this article in its entirety, please see the comment section below. If you are following me um, for the first time, please follow me on social media. We are called the Comfortable Unknown Experience. And um, in the comment section on social media, you'll also see all links that of information and my bibliography that is being quoted. Why? Because um, I'm in academic mode. And unfortunately, I don't necessarily know how to get out of ad academic mode. So um, once a citation, always a citation. And that's pretty much what you're going to get from me. Sorry. Now, as I stated, once a person shows you who they are, believe them. You've heard that, right? Well, it's the same as going back for seconds. As human beings, we are always doing, thinking, acting, even when we think that we are not. So I decided that in accepting my flaws, so I decided that in accepting my flaws, 
It allowed me to acknowledge who I am to myself and to other people. And because of that, it usually only takes me one time to be burned to find out that the fire is hot. And I also learned that victim energy is simply low vibrational energy that feeds off of drama as a currency. And I am not willing to provide that type of energy anymore. And because of other people's insecurities and unacceptance of themselves, I have been the punching bag and the villain for many. Now, we all have our roles to play. And I am gladly accept that role. Because one, I knew at the end that there was a lesson. And two, once I learned that lesson, I don't go back for seconds. So what is going back for seconds? That would be attempting to re-enter someone's life in the same capacity that you left it. Attempting to fill the same position you once filled and, and evolution does not work that way. The laws of physics doesn't work like that. The laws of conservation as it pertains to energy, and we're talking about energy. A relationship is, an, is energy. The laws of conservation as it pertains to energy says that the total energy of an isolated system remains constant. It is said to be preserved or conserved over time. This law means that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Rather, it can only be transformed or transferred from one form to another. So what if when someone from our past came back with the intent of filling the same position and the same space, we made an acknowledgement that their return is on purpose and we made efforts to understand the reason for their return. I'm going to let you ponder that for a second. You only get a half a second. Okay. Oftentimes when we have relationships that keep us going back around in this circle, it's because we refuse to say what needs to be said in the moment, or it's a test to see if you're foolish enough to continue expelling that same energy which is it for you all right so let me say this yes relationships are personal so don't tell somebody not to take it personal do you know you don't have to say anything in defense of respecting your own personal space that is one you do not have to make excuses for protecting your energy that is two which is why I basically love the retrograde seasons I enjoy enforcing boundaries that I have personally set in my life it makes me continue to trust my gut instinct now when I say my gut instinct there are some things that I came into this world that were already with me I was already grounded in some things I was already grounded in my gut instinct and I was already grounded in my heart space. Those things were already full. There is nothing that needed to be added to those two particular spaces. Now, when it comes to my heart, 
and maybe me saying some things, those are open spaces for me. <laughs> so I I have had to learn those things. And a lot of people will be like, oh, my gosh, Shantika, why you say it like that? Because I am still in the process of learning. That is part of my life journey is learning how to say things. It's not necessarily what to say. It's learning how to say it, because sometimes the truth comes out so harsh and people don't listen to it. But when you find how to learn, when you learn how to say certain things to certain people, you get a different reaction. Now, I know a lot of people who do not. And that is fine for them really is not but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. We're not going to talk about that today. But what if we accepted that the space and the energy of people that leave our lives are just simply openings for new people that is being supported by the universe, or God, or whatever higher power you pray to, whomever, whatever you hold in high regard. I need you to understand that people leaving are just simply openings and opportunities for new people to come. Now, God is consciousness. Let's get this out real quick. God is consciousness. That means that's energy. That means that God is not just the creator, but is the very source of creation itself. It is not some separate, superior or condemning entity that most religious institutions claim. By believing that God is something exterior from yourself, you separate yourself from the source and you immediately become a limited being. So let's go back to the top of that. God is consciousness, energy. God is not just the creator, but the very source of creation itself. It is a force, a divine energy, a frequency that exists within you. That same frequency also exists in everyone else. So I'm gonna let you sit with that. You're gonna process that for a second. Do I need to repeat it? Okay, we'll move forward. So get in tune with that. And you'll start to beam like the sun. See, energy is supposed to move and not be dormant. It's supposed to be transferred and transformed over and over and over and over and over. Like I have met tons of people who said that the person that they married or whom they are in a long-term relationship was with someone that they knew or had a relationship for years before that just didn't work out. And then now they fit. So with this piece of life I just gave you, how are your relationships going to change? And how would this information revolutionize your relationships with yourself first and other humans? Now, as for me personally, let's get back into it. My relationship status is single. I do have a long term relationship that I choose to invest energy wise. Yes. Is it a struggle? Yes. But is it the first relationship that I believe that is worth and has allowed me to develop personally? And transform my own personal energy 
without sacrificing what we are becoming together. Meaning there are no victims and villains in our relationship. There is only space for growth. There are no attachments. Everything is unattached. There is no you doing this because I want you to do it. You do things because it's, it's your heart's desire. If your heart does not desire to do that, then you don't do it. And that is simply okay. I do not fault you for that. It is just your heart's desires. Now, all seasons, especially retrograde seasons, allow me to see who I am becoming, who I was, how I allow others to dictate over my space and energy and who I have become, how I have grown and how I am still growing. Now, after all, a retrograde is simply what? A step back. A look at something that was once. Accepting that fact while giving us the freedom to be in the present tense of who we are without the woulda, coulda, shoulda. You get it? It's a retrograde. And just like the retrograde motions, we have retrograde seasons. We have retrograde seasons in all parts of our lives, in relationships, in jobs, in your dreams, in your gifts, in your moving, in your in your children. Retrograde seasons, a step back is a look. It's a look at what things could have been without you having to say woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's an opportunity to revisit. Now, what's interesting is that I had a friend to post on Instagram. I want to say she posted on Wednesday. And it is a meme of her holding her her hands up under her face like a little kid looking up at someone. And the text above it says, the look you have on your face when you cut someone out of your life and you realize it was a good thing to cut them out of your life. And like, she's like got this happy kid face and she's like all elated. I immediately chuckled at that picture because I know what it feels like when you think you're losing something that you won't necessarily be able to live without. And I think that is the beautiful, that is the beautiful thing about retrograde seasons, this illusion that these planets are actually moving backwards, when in fact, it's just simply the earth continuously moving on its course. And the planets are simply slowing down, we have an opportunity to look at them in a different light, simply because they've tilted their axis, which simply means that they flipped to the other side of the coin. Because there is also and always two sides of every corn. So let's just look at it and say, hey, we had this relationship, we had this opportunity, and we squandered it. Like, <laughs> like, like, it just didn't work out. It just simply did not work out. And if it did work out, the beautiful part about it is, is that retrograde season gives you an opportunity to look back at things without sacrificing who you are 
in the present season. It's not a definite. It's a temporary state. It's a temporary illusion that this planet appears to be going back, which simply means it's a temporary illusion that this person appears to be coming back into your life. It's temporary. And depending upon the rotation of the planet determines the rotation of this particular person coming back into your life. Now, sometimes people really do come back into your life. But when they do, are you attempting to go back into that person's life in the same space that you occupied before? Well, oh, no, you we already tried the boyfriend girlfriend thing and that did not work. So how about let's try being friends? That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother frequency of energy. Friend is a whole nother frequency of energy. But I initially ended the first episode by going through this particular rant about um, a cancer that came into my life or and then came back into my life. Now we were friends like we still are friends. Let me get that out. Let me go ahead and say that we are friends. Like. I wish nothing but success like this person is going to be successful like this person is in the process is on the journey of doing it. And what I also appreciate about him is that he understands that there is a different frequency connection happening between us and that it is not going to be easily consumed or easily possible for him to enter into my life in the space that he once left that is not an option at this particular point because that particular space is already being filled and occupied so is there another way that he can enter into my life yes and that is the position that he is choosing to stay in my life on the frequency that is being allowed for him to stay in my life. Now, this ain't no low vibrational type energy around these parts. So we don't get down like that. But what's also interesting is that when a person is trying to enter into your life, simply for the cause of a physical connection, that does not immediately signal low vibrational. And I need people to understand that because everybody's like, oh, let's float up high. Oh, let's float up high. Oh, let's float up high. Oh, let's get this high vibrational energy. Let me tell you something. Low vibrational energy can be transmuted into something else. Because I've already told you that energy is never destroyed. It is simply transformed or transferred. Now, a lot of these conscious people, and I hear these people talking about like these hoteps and all of this, like, first off, that's a very, very derogatory work. That's a derogatory statement to say simply because of what I know about a couple of people who I know personally who are initiated in the Egyptology, um, Egyptian priesthood and spirituality and the comedic priesthood and comedic spirituality. That's a derogatory statement because to hotep is to be in a state of peace at all time with who you are 
first and accepting of who is around you second. So let's one stop saying this whole tepper because if they're not bringing you peace and they're not accepting of what's around them in their community and finding ways to transform themselves or transform their community in a positive way, a non-negative way, then they not they not for the cause. So let's just go ahead and scratch that right now. But what what I was saying is that when you get this pseudo consciousness, this pseudo ideology of higher vibration that doesn't include sexual energy, that doesn't include the vibration of sexual energy or sacred sexual energy. It is not a true higher vibration because that's excluding, that's basically something that's being taught in Christianity that you are not, that, that you can do that and vibrate high. Then that's, that's, that's not the truth. You are not a whole person without embodying the fullness of who you are. And that's another thing that that retrogrades, especially retrogrades of the planets Venus and Mars come to teach you. You revisit those spaces to understand that you are not complete without the embodiment of the characteristics that those two planets house. Mars is our sexual energy. Venus is our relationships with others and the relationships with ourselves, our relationships with the love and our relationships with life and community and household things. All things beautiful is what Venus represents, our relationships with those things, the aesthetics and the actuality and the realization of those things. Mars, the Mars represents our sexual energy, the embodiment, as well as our rage. Like a lot of people are enraged because they have like the sexual frustrations that they won't acknowledge that they have. These are things that makes us hold. And you can continue to fool around here and say that you don't need those things, but you're, 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 you being a proponent of and saying that you don't need those things. You don't need beauty. You don't need relationships. You don't need the, the community, the family energy, the love energy, the beauty aesthetics. You don't need sexual energy. You don't need that in your life. Let's me know that you aren't high vibrational. Because someone who is high vibrating, who is vibrating on the highest and the highest of levels, understand that even in your lack of those things, those are still a need. Those are still things that require us, that we're required to have. Those are still things that we have to acknowledge even when we don't have them. That's what makes us whole. The acknowledging that we lack those things. The acknowledging that we have those things. That's what makes us whole. That's what makes a person vibrate higher. That's the purpose, the real purpose. 
that's the real purpose of what a retrograde is supposed to bring back into your life, those awareness. And if you're continuously denying those things or even continuously not willing to acknowledge that you actually lack those things or even lack a healthy or even lack a healthy amount of energy around those things, then please don't come to me talking about some you vibrating high. Go tell that lie to somebody that actually care. Please put your stuff in a bucket and go out there on the street and collect tears for your lies. Cause I ain't interested. I ain't interested in them. Because all of those things makes us whole. And whether we are getting it or we're not getting it, what you should be telling someone is find, find the energy that, that, that pushes you to vibrate higher. That's a healthy space to enter. Find the energy when it comes to sexual energy, find the person or finds the, the person who is aware that your sexual frustrations are driving you. That's a pl- great place to be. Find someone who denies you. That's a healthy place to be because a lot of people aren't used to being told no. Females and males. When you can find someone to tell you no, like, hey, I am sexually attracted to you, but your energy is not right right now. The space that you're in is not right right now. That's a healthy person to be around because they're acknowledging like, hey, yeah, I'm digging you, but nah, we can't right now. They're not saying we can't, period. They're saying right now the space, your space of energy that you're occupying is not healthy for me. Those are good places to be. Those are healthy places to be. Like I remember one time I told, (laughs) I'm sharing way too much about my personal life, but you guys don't know the guy, nor do you know anything. But anyway, so I remember my guy friend told me one time, like, When you're when I was really trying to find things out, like really wanting to get answers, but really not knowing how to articulate the questions that I needed to ask. And I ended up saying this situation. The not knowing of what we are, the not knowing of who we are to each other. Or the not the non defining that we have with each other is one of the most uncomfortable situations I have ever been in. And yet it was the most peaceful situation that I have ever been in. And that's strange. And isn't that strange? Like there is no, no def- no definite anything no no labels attached no no my mama said no 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 defining of each other from previous relationships or anything like that no past situations embargoing on what we are collectively creating and it was uncomfortable like it was the the not knowing drives me crazy, but it is the 
only situation that I've ever been in that I wanted to continue in to see, (laughs) to see, to see, to see, like we've taught, we've taught each other so much. It's just crazy. But it's also interesting because it is the non-defining. It is the, it is the labels that in the past that I have run for people's need to say, I am this. Like, cause I don't really know what that is. Like I, like I have a ton of guy friends. Like, and I'm sure they say, Hey, that's my girlfriend. And I have a ton of girlfriends and I'm sure they say, Hey, that's my girlfriend. So I don't, I don't really know what that is. Like what those labels, I don't know what those labels are. I don't know what those labels mean. I don't know what those labels mean to other people. I know what they mean to me. And when you are in a relationship and two people come into a relationship and the energy is, is right, but you don't, the defining of certain words or certain labels are different from, for each other. That's usually the reason for a breakup. That's usually the reason for a breakup. But the beautiful part about it is, is that some people be like, I don't know why we broke up. Well, guess what? The God consciousness is going to send it's going to send an illusion around a temporary illusion around called retrograde motion and retrograde season to give you a look back. The thing is, is that we're so stubborn and caught up in our egos that we're refusing to take accountability and look at ourselves first. We refuse to look at ourselves first, but check yourself first. Check your own energy, because most often times like just because they don't want to call you their girlfriend doesn't mean that you're not bae. You understand what I'm saying? Like, just because they don't give you that title. And anyway, like, what the fuck is a title? That's my girlfriend. That's my boyfriend. That's my girlfriend. That's my boyfriend. I know. I know. I'm petty. I'm petty. And I'm calling y'all out. I'm calling y'all out just like I'm calling myself out. But somebody got to do it. Because we doing too much. We are doing too much. Let me tell you how much we doing. We are doing too much. We are spending thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on weddings. And after we come back from our honeymoons, we living in apartments. We are doing too much. We are doing the most it's like did y'all just hear me we are doing the most we are spending tons we are spending tons of thousands of dollars on this this day event and when we when we finish we don't own the property that we going to live in together we ain't created no investment account together i mean we ain't done none of this stuff we ain't set up no savings account together it's like, like, what we doing? What you doing all of this for? Like, take that money and stop allowing someone outside of you to define what it is that you consider to be a relationship and start defining things yourself. Like, start defining things yourself. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to stop ranting for today because I don't went all off on a tangent 
I don't even know if I talked about the Capricorn that keeps coming back talking all this crazy stuff to me. But that Taurus, though, man, that Taurus. I'm not even going to talk about that Taurus. The Taurus is just good energy. Taurus is just good energy. He is just good energy, and that's all good. But, but yeah, we're not going to even talk about that, nor are we going to talk about this Sagittarius. That's long-term in my life. I can't even. But I will say this about the Sagittarius. His his brute bluntness with me has been the most refreshing that I've had in a long time, like a real sparring partner, like and it really caught me off guard. Because at first I was thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, he loves me. Oh, my gosh, he loves me. And no, that's just him. That's just his person. That's just his personality. That's just his personality. And I, I'm not used to that. Like, I haven't, I haven't dated anyone that was just like brutally honest with me. Like, so the first person I meet that's like brutally honest with me, I'm like, yo, bro, this guy loves me. This guy loves me. No, like, that's not love, fool. That's honest. But that's not love of you. That's love of himself. And that's a huge difference as well. Like, so when you're vibrating in your most authentic energy and when you're living your most authentic self, you have the ability to recognize when someone else is living their most authentic self. And that's just simply who he is. But he is a Sagittarius and I appreciate that. They find as hell too. Now, don't get that. Don't you um, don't you miss that? Yes. Don't you um, don't you forget that? They are very attractive. If you have a Sagittarius in your life, I mean, you got to have that discipline. You have to have that discipline in your life. If you are dating a Sagittarius or you are find yourself physically attracted to a Sagittarius. Know that. For you to deny them, you are going to have to have discipline in your own life because they fine as fuck. And that's that. So, um, yeah, so that's my um, that's my little ditty, my little spiel on uh, retrograde, retrograde motion, retrograde season. Um, <laughs> I already know it's been a it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I done went all over the place. But it is my hope that I was able to enlighten you on some things that may actually be going on in your life right now. And um, that may help you in your life going forward. So that is all for today. If you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If this is your first time tuning in, please visit my page and catch up. Um, again, the I can be found on Instagram and Twitter under the Uncomfortable Unknown Radio. Um, I am... And I will always be an uncomfortable and uncomfortable assortment of randomness. But I promise you'll love me. And um, even if you don't find that you love me, you'll grow to love yourself more. Again, my name is Shantika Latrice. Have a great day. (laughs) 